Hey everybody, it's Ken Plume, your friendly neighborhood producer. Just wanted to let you know that there's going to be some spoilers for all of the series that are being discussed in this episode ahead. So if you haven't seen all of the Marvel series on Disney Plus to this point and are worried about spoilers, this is your warning. There are going to be spoilers during this episode. I just wanted to let you know before you heard it. There you go. I've done my due diligence. Now, on with the episode. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Marvel Disney Plus series. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. But also, can I tell you, as of this recording, Hawkeye episode three is out, which I watched during Mm -hmm. my lunch break with my wife, also on her lunch break. And her lunch break ended with six minutes to go in the episode. So I don't, I haven't watched the last six minutes. You, so we're not going to Wow. Scroll. That is very nice of you that you weren't like, that you weren't like, <laughs> can I just watch these last six minutes? Like that's, that's not, I mean, to, to be fair, that is usually a very important six minutes on yeah. any show, but I, 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 I don't know how you're holding off. I didn't say anything because I was busy turning into dust. Like Thanos had snapped his <laughs> fingers. <laughs> just blowing around the living room but we are joined today by a special guest the man behind minority corner james arthur is back it is so good to have you back i've been excited not just for this topic but specifically to have you back on the show this week you are a ray of sunshine my friend oh this is like you said it before you two are some of my favorite folks in the podcasting industry and we just get to nerd out i love doing this show i love it so much you put out the marvel signal and and i came (laughs) Fresh, fresh off the red carpet of Marvel Studios is Eternals. I, I know that's yes. so cool. How much fun was that? It, uh, <laughs> fun? I don't know. It's all a blur. Oh. It's a lot of work, and so yeah. it's live streaming, live television. You've got someone in your ear telling you to get rid of Angelina Jolie. She's in the middle of talking. There's a lot of things happening. There's someone holding up a sign telling you who's coming up next. Fans are yelling. It is fun, but it's sort of like an adrenaline junkie type fun sort of yeah. situation. It's bananas. It's not for the faint of heart. And it's work. Your work. You're there working. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, this isn't a party. The party happens afterwards. Uh, yeah. And you just sort of like, you know, pass out. But super excited <laughs> to be here talking about Marvel things. Oh, yeah. well, it's great to have you back. And we are talking today about the first four series released on Disney Plus. The beginning, I guess, is it the beginning of the phase? Did phase four begin with the television shows? It did, but mm-hmm. not intentionally. Uh, it's just the way things happened with uh, right. the pandemic Lovato just sort of switched. <laughs> I like that. Up. I don't like to give it its government name. It's too triggering. Um, so when the Pandemola Anderson hit, uh, it just ruins all kinds of the things of like the order of things. So yeah. really things kicked off with WandaVision. WandaVision was technically the first thing of phase four. Yeah. So much has happened over the course. We're discussing four series, those being WandaVision. Falcon slash Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So we're not what if, Hawkeye. And Loki. By the way, I did watch all of Hawkeye in preparation. Yes. And yeah. so I will not spoil the last six minutes. I've got to say right now, based on just the first 2.95 episodes that I've seen, I might pick Hawkeye to be the best one of wow. all of them. Wow. It's so it's every I, I mean, I think with one exception that the series have gotten better and more complex as they go, but they're also all great 
on their own because you get to deep mm-hmm. dive into character. You can't have a movie for every single person. So this yeah. is a great way to explore everything, all of these characters and their lives and a lot of rich comic book history in actually a longer format. Sure. Well, I think that's the best. That's what they're doing with all of these is, mm-hmm. you know, you take the starting at the very beginning, like we, you and I can sit and say we, we had our Marvel character competition and we talked about what a great character uh, Wanda Maximoff is, but she really has not gotten a chance to like, wow, she's really been through a lot. I wonder what that's actually like. And, and what they've done with this, they've built all they've created all of these characters that we love so much. How great is it to get to spend six to nine hours with each of them? That's my favorite part of this. Absolutely. I'm glad that Hawkeye is not on the list because I would then hate to start off with a fight with you, Hal, because it would never be able to be top of my list just because mm-hmm. I am boo Hawkeye on so many reasons. And I just will always, always because I will just, he should have been the one to die in Endgame. And then that's yeah. not where we're going here. He should have died. And the only reason why he didn't was he was originally going to die at the end of Endgame. And the stunt coordinator, she was like, don't you dare take this away from Natasha. And I just was like, no, 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 let him die. He killed a bunch of here's the other thing he killed a lot of people as ronin and they were all people of color at least now in the series we're starting to see like oh some of them are russian like i think they heard us in social media land of like oh yeah he did just kill people of color mexicans and and japanese like yeah you know uh but i yeah i I do love like i'm excited for the things that are good about to come in it i'm Mm -hmm. waiting for i hear yelena is supposed to pop up from black widows so looking forward to that and then kingpin is supposed to show up so i'm excited for who's playing kingpin now it's the same guy. What's yeah. his face? Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. Okay. So that TV down. world, the, the, like the TV, the previous TV world, Marvel television universe, those characters play into the Marvel cinematic universe in as much as they can. I mean, we saw it happen. Actually, we saw a different version, a non MCU version of a character show up in WandaVision late in the run. Yes. Which was super fun. But all of this, this is all still one universe, but we're not, but we're specifically talking about what makes these shows MCU and Jessica Jones and the others not MCU. So the, uh, cause I, this is back when I was, uh, more involved. When I was doing the uh, YouTube show with Marvel, mm-hmm. it was through, mm-hmm. it was at the Marvel publishing, like, place in, in New York. So it was connected to that. And there was just, who wants some scuttlebutt? You want, yeah. Um, you want yeah. Scuttlebutt? Yeah. Scuttlebutt. And, and I wonder why I'm never invited back. It takes me like three years to get invited back to do a carpet. You want tea? Well, let me tell you what I heard. Okay. I was in the it water was cooler. Tea. I was at the water cooler. Um, so there was just beef between Marvel television and the MCU. They were headed by two different folks. Uh, you had Kevin Feige doing the MCU and MCU could do whatever it wanted. They could just, you know, all right, we're telling our stories. And then Marvel television always had to like catch up to whatever they were doing. They're like, we're doing a show called Agents of Shield. They're like, great. Shield is Hydra. Good luck. And like, Agents of Shield, <laughs> like ten episodes in, they're like, "Oh, yeah. this is our, our our whole entire show." And so the deal with like what happened with Netflix is Netflix had in their contract that Marvel could not use any of those characters for two years if they ever didn't continue those shows. Mm-hmm. That's why at like the height of like Daredevil was a fan favorite, Jessica Jones was you know doing her thing. They canceled all of the shows. We were like not surprised with Iron Fist. We're like, "Good, get it out of my face." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just got rid of all of them. And now that two years that has passed and so now you'll start seeing some of those characters come up and fun fact i think i just read that the actress who played calling wing turned down a cameo to be in shang chi because she was filming matrix 4 so they're early oh wow they're gonna start oh. 
which is great. I mean, the, yeah. the other big rumor, of course, being that Matt Murdock shows up in No Way Home as Spider-Man's. Attorney. I saw his forearm. I, yeah, I looked that at that hand. Right? It's so that clear. Was his hand. Clearly, it's a lawyer. <laughs> and now that's what's happening with this episode three is people are like, that's the kingpin. I know it. that's his hand. That's his arm. But I mean, if you read the comics, that's the only yeah. conclusion you can come to. I want to figure out how we're going to judge these because all four of these series are so different from one another. Mm-hmm. Fair. And which is what makes them great is you're not watching, you know, people who complain that superhero movies are all the same haven't watched superhero movies because they're all different genres of film being explored. And with these shows, they're all different as well. So how are we going to judge these when they're so different from one another? I would posit that one way we can at least break down the judging of them rather than just go show by show and talk Mm -hmm. about them, which we can obviously do. I think that it might be fun to look at different aspects of each of the show, almost break it into categories, some large categories like the acting on the show. (laughs) Oh, okay. And some smaller categories like the final credits. All four of these shows have very different interesting cool final credit sequences i would say even like how much they're probably impacting the mcu or yeah, just yeah. a game changer of and that could be a game changer i'm just like wow i didn't know television could do that i didn't know the mcu could do that or the ramifications from what the show is then creating yeah mm-hmm. can i throw something out there right now please that, I, yes. that may be a controversial take and i'll see if you two agree with me i think there was one series in this four that is clearly not a contender. Ooh, and I, okay. I'll tell oh, you wow. Which, I'll tell you which one it is, and I will tell you why I think it is. But if the two of you disagree, then we can put it in, and that's fine. All right, the, the one that I would pull out of that group is What If, and here's why. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah, I love Captain Carter. I love T'Challa's Star-Lord. There are great yeah. episodes in it. It's really smart. It, it works in all the MCU references. My issue with it in watching it and I loved reading What If when I was a kid. Yeah. But when I was reading What If as a kid, they were drawing from, at that point, 30 years of comic book storylines and history that included characters that Marvel Studios doesn't have the rights to right now. Mm-hmm. So it occurred to me, as big as the MCU is, for whatever reason, the What If series made it feel really small. Because they said, well, this is our pool of characters to work with. Interesting. As many films as there are, we only have a few major storylines to pull from. So <laughs> they did basically with that show. It did. I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be an anthology series. I thought you've got the watchers like the Crypt Keeper. This is the cool anthology series. And then late in the season, like just to what you were saying, Hal, about it making the universe seem small. It's like, oh, wow. Y'all are already making a what if Avengers Okay, they just took the first four or five episodes and made a super group, and then that was the last couple of episodes. So it did for something that's supposed to be so broadening, it did feel weirdly insular. I don't know if we should necessarily take it out because I do want to talk about it. Because in the art, I thought the artist, here's the thing. What if was the one when all the series were announced? It was the one that I was just like, oh, I, don't, I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. And it was captivating. I couldn't wait. Like it, it made me feel like a kid of like that Saturday morning cartoon sort of experience. Uh, the style, the mm-hmm. artistry and style was so, you know, amazing as well. And it was so Twilight Zone-esque. And some of the episodes were so heartbreaking. <laughs> the first five or six episodes are heartbreaking. Like they oh, yeah. all lose. Sure. Like nobody wins and it's really that doctor strange one i it just i had such chills when he just is like the ink is falling he's left alone and i thought it was just so heartbreaking and 
I think a better depiction of black, one of the best depictions of Black Widow that we've seen in the MCU. I'm like, give me that one. I, I give me that one. This is so, the one from the Avengers All Die episode. Yeah, it just had that yeah. like tough and gruffness. That like, it, listen, I love a Black Widow. I love she got her movie Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. eventually wore. I love her. I think she was never. I think Emily Blunt, who was in the running for it, would have been mm-hmm. a, a better Russian, you know, Black Widow, mm-hmm. but. You know, I appreciate what ScarJo did in the end. Uh, and that Captain Carter, and I think it's a great place that they're also like test driving different, like, you know, oh, people really like Captain Carter. Maybe we'll bring them into the, you know, actual movies and, yeah. and also exploring things that you just would never do. They would never do a Marvel Zombies film. And I just, I, I think it also just sort of helped to push the idea of the multiverse even further, which we had just gotten in Loki. And they were like, all right, now look at all these things that exist. I agree with you, but here's the other thing is what's great about what if as a comic series is it takes an inflection point in a storyline and turns it on its ear. And it does that with Captain Carter, Mm -hmm. where that is a moment in history where if that had gone wrong and Steve Rogers had been knocked out or shot or whatever, and she has to get in and take the serum, that's something that plausibly could have happened other than what if Yondu just went to the wrong place and picked up the wrong kid, <laughs> which is like... Yeah. Don't you want to see that? You didn't want to see that? I <laughs> I'm happy I, I saw it. Like, T'Challa <laughs> yeah. Star-Lord is amazing, though, it's because great. suddenly there's no scoundrel to them whatsoever. It's sure. just doing good and it's and great he, and it's fun that episode is brilliant and him being out there he say thanos never did the snap because the, yeah. that's how thanos convinced him yeah absolutely yeah. or he convinced and, thanos him and heartbreaking because they were going to do a spinoff series with t'challa yeah. and it's one of the last times we just get to see chadwick boseman just he he knew yeah. what this that character meant for the community and yeah i think for me what if was better than i thought it was going to be sure. and exceeded my expectations it's not the hill that i i will die on so yeah. you know I, I i enjoyed it i'm the same there were some hits and misses i exactly. think that t'challa star lord was a hit it was i great. think that captain carter uh yeah. was a hit and i think that dr strange losing his heart instead of his hand Hands was a hit, but come on, you can't tell me that we're going to put, I'll say it, a masterpiece like WandaVision (laughs) up against the Scooby-Doo version of Thor trying to clean up after a party. Come on. His performance was great. It was great. (laughs) The the performance, it's indulgent fan service, peanut M&M's. I will say what's fun is that we can do what if because I mean what was fun is that you just even though Hal's theory is that you know there's not enough content to necessarily do a what if but I think Mm -hmm. where you've just watched the MCU and you've watched it all it's such fan service because you get to play around it's like being a kid in a sandbox and getting to play around with all these different toys and characters and just see what else you know could have been like I love the spy thriller episode it was it was fun it was a nice sort of Mm -hmm. palate cleanser I'll also say this about it because I talked before briefly about all of these shows having different different cool closing credits. I loved the closing credits for what if it was just usually sad music because the endings of those episodes were pretty depressing, which is kind of awesome. But it was that with uh, the visual was just the background and concept art for the episode. And that I thought was so cool and so fun. I give this show a 0% chance of winning. Yeah. But I say that having really, really enjoyed it. Like I'm not, none of these are bad. That's I was you know what I was gonna say like I felt like this is kind of a, a challenging thing to do because they're yeah. all they're all really great and like kudos to, to Disney being able to, and Marvel being able to like just there's not a dud in the bunch I've enjoyed yeah. all of them they're just uh, they're doing great things like who knew that they because we've seen other you know superhero shows we're like okay all right let's another one but they're doing some really interesting things 
Yeah. I think it would be fun to go series by series and just hold them up to these standards and then see. Great. I think it's going to reveal this. Let's start with WandaVision, which is, it manages to be not only a tribute to five decades of sitcoms, Mm -hmm. but also manages to turn Wanda Maximoff into the Scarlet Witch, introduce us to a new character in Agatha Harkness, Mm -hmm. and also really introduce the concept of Nexus Points, which is major to the multiverse. I think this show is a perfect 10. I think this is the one, in my opinion, this is the gold standard. They came out going, okay, we're the MCU making television. What are we going to say in our first opportunity to make television? This is what they did. They took a character, did a deep dive into her. They gave us a history of television told in hilarious Marvel style. They upended the MCU. And I think it's the best work I've ever seen out of either Paul Bettany or Elizabeth Olsen. Remember, this is Emmy nominated WandaVision, which I think is like 23 Emmys changing again, like to as we go, as we continue into the future of of what Marvel will continue to do, like superhero shows will be Emmy nominated moving forward, you know, like just a whole different sort of sort of game. And this is the one thing like this was like a zeitgeist moment. Like everyone mm-hmm. was talking about WandaVision. It got people like who were not necessarily big Marvel folks. Like everyone was obsessed. It felt like lost all over again and you couldn't mm-hmm. miss an episode. Everyone was like on the internets watching all these Easter egg videos, trying to figure out what was going on. Mephisto, yeah. Mephisto, Mephisto became like it yes. took over. Like almost everybody who <laughs> went on the, a late night talk show was being asked about Mephisto. And like the writers are just thinking, like, where the where did this come from? Like we never and like <laughs> Mephisto was never gonna be there. Where folks like getting this from yeah. it just it completely took over the zeitgeist. guys introduced really it was uh, also an uh, introduction into monica rambo's character it was sort of origin story for mm-hmm. her as well for fo- photon was she like, becoming photon photon yeah yeah. yeah yeah and you just got like and i think too here's the thing about what i think is so interesting and i think it was just the way the pterodactyl another name for the you know anything and the way this worked, actually, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first series, mm-hmm. but they had to shut down and because they didn't get finished filming. And so WandaVision came at first. And I think WandaVision was the perfect one to set the tone because it was also so meta because it was like, mm-hmm. this is how the MCU does TV. And like you were saying, Mark, they were doing a deep dive into TV and you're kind of like, what the heck is going on? It is sort of, um, who's the director that David Finch? Is he the mm-hmm. Mulholland Drive guy? David Lynch. Uh, David Lynch. David Lynch. I knew it was one of the Davids. Yeah. Yeah. It yes. had that sort of like, you know, Twin Peaks yeah. sort of, you know, yes. feeling. And it just like, it was just such a great star. 11 out of 10. I'll one up you, Mark, because that's yeah. just who I am. It yeah. is. I I, it's, I think it's perfect television. Well, look, I mean, I grew up, I things that I love, Marvel movies, television, and satire. So it is a perfect dish. Hal? Look, I love it. I think a lot of people, it seemed like the main complaint people had about it was the pacing. Because it, mm-hmm. it felt slow at first, but it's supposed to be. It's a build. Yeah. You're not supposed to know what's going on. It's not fun just to have the answer revealed, even though we're in a time now where that's sort of what we expect. I also get the complaint that people have that the finale all of a sudden just turns into a Marvel movie. But at a certain point, you, you have to have that yeah, action. It has that. to yeah. it has to finish. And I, I loved Catherine Hahn as an yeah. Agatha Harkness. Yeah. What a great addition to the MCU. What a perfect casting choice. And... I'm excited to see House of Harkness. Ooh, and I assume yeah. she's going to have to show up at some point oh, in Fantastic Four. 
because she is right. she's the nanny to Reed and Sue Richards. She's Franklin's nanny. And would be amazing if they like they don't know who she is and she's just like, "Hi, I'm the nanny," and we're and we know, right? Yeah. Can I tell you a horror story of what happened to me watching this and something Please? else because I do mm-hmm. Marvel stuff and sometimes I like I'm a hardcore nerd. I'll sometimes stay up till midnight and watch something, or I'll like get a private screener for something because uh, I'm in the loop. Um, but for- <laughs> Boo. I, I know, I know, jealousy, I, all jealousy. Uh, I got a private screener to Eternals and there's a watermark on it and it had my name over the entire, entire thing. Yeah. Entire movie. <laughs> three watermarks over Angelina Jolie's face. And to the point where like I, when I saw it in theaters, I was like, Oh, that's what they were saying in ancient Sumerian because I couldn't <laughs> see it. Um, but I, I, I had, so a friend of mine texted me. It was Agatha all along. I had not seen the <gasps> no no oh that oh, song yeah. let me ask oh, you yeah. guys this you are both big marvel comic book fans mm-hmm. how long into the series before you knew that agnes was agatha harkness i was guessing around because i was easter egging i was on yeah you know, same watching all these YouTube oh videos, so you guys are seeing all I, the okay. i wasn't yeah and that's one thing i will say about all of these shows if you you know go on youtube and watch easter egg videos it's bananas how much attention to detail they put into these shows like sometimes Mm -hmm. it will even be like a license plate will be like there was one of the license plates was one of the actual issues from the wandavision comic book come on that freaking detail is just like it's nerds who are making these these series and and movies which is just like so phenomenal can i just this isn't really an easter egg because it was just a Mm -hmm. detail in the thing and i'm going back i'm jumping back to what if my favorite running gag in that T'Challa Star-Lord episode is that every time there's a wide shot that Thanos in it is in, whoever is talking to him is going, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's genocide, dude. That's the, every time. <laughs> he's still selling it. it. Yeah, yeah. He's still trying to sell his idea. Oh uh, yeah. But little, little details like that. And they're everywhere yeah. in these shows. I, Cause it's like, they're listening to the things that we've said. Cause like, to your point that you said earlier in a movie, they can't take the time to have these conversations mm-hmm. about genocide or even like the trauma that clearly Wanda has gone through as like a kid. She yeah. lost her brother, losing vision, being mm-hmm. snapped, coming back, like all of that trauma. And this show also with, with WandaVision was so amazing is it, ha- it happened like smack dab in the Panini press. Uh, yes. Yeah. But, and we, it's like we all kind of needed it. We were all going through, it was sort of therapeutic going through that trauma and that loss and that experience through this MCU uh, show. I also love my biggest geek out moment was seeing the all white rebooted vision, who was the vision that I, that I probably read the most because I would read a lot of West Coast Avengers Mm -hmm. as a kid. And so that storyline of him coming back and Wanda trying to like fill him in on their relationship. To have him introduced the way mm-hmm. they did it and the entire ship of Theseus scene. I just, I had just written down ship of Theseus scene is so answer so many questions for so many Marvel things. Yeah. It's a really, really good series and it's got huge implications moving mm-hmm. forward. And before we jump off yes. of this, I also, because I mentioned the acting before and I do think that in this show, we got a chance to see not only did we see Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen play in so many different styles like these are expert actors playing their characters truths in multiple different styles and also completely coming through truthfully in every moment right down to the end of the season when 
of course, a confessional sitcom happens near the end when Wanda is starting to realize what she's done and really, really deal with the grief of this. I spent the last couple of episodes, I'm not going to lie, just bawling through this show. Mm -hmm. I love this show. We have to take a break. I know Ken is he's direct messaging me. Yes. We have to take a break. We're going to talk about some of the other great shows on the Maximum Fun Network. We will be right back. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kasia. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm Lori Kilmartin. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total, <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, <laughs> out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie Lori Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. Okay, let's get back in this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we move on from WandaVision, I mean, we can do an mm-hmm. entire episode about Evan Peters. I know. Evan Peters, okay. Won the Emmy. And it was such a mind-blowing moment. Well, first of all, that, that man is so, so talented. The whole cast. Yeah, he's so talented. Great. But when he shows up, and it was just sort of this, like, we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mutants are here. It's X-Men. They're pulling it in. And mm-hmm. it was more just there, just like a winking and nudging. But Marvel does that a lot. They'll, they'll sort of like, remember, they're like, it's the Mandarin. We're like, this is bad enough. This can't be the Mandarin. And it yeah. wasn't. But the Mandarin came, mm-hmm. you know, the actual Mandarin came later. So yes. they're just, they're aware. They're so smart the way that they do it. They broke the internet. They broke us. We thought yeah. we were here. And they're like, so no, good. not yet. <laughs> so let's go from something wild and fantastical to something a lot more grounded mm-hmm. and exploring more societal issues than personal grief issues. And yeah. that's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. This show's so... Can't bleep this. This show's so good. It's so good. The action is great. You're a big Captain America. I love like, Captain those America. Movies, those particular yeah. movies I know are right I, up your alley. I love Anthony Mackie as yeah, Falcon. He's I think brilliant. He's so great. Black and Falcon. To explore... <laughs> yes, Black I love Falcon. That. Hey, it's Black Falcon. What are you, Black that's, Kid? Because that's what they called him in the comics. He was Black yeah. Falcon originally. But to explore what it means to him to take on the mantle of Captain America to be handed that shield, not only because he's not Steve Rogers, but But he's black, but he's black. And just the exploration of the original black super soldier. Oh yeah. Like the trauma that Bucky's going through and his road to redemption, Mm -hmm. Zemo's return, just everything in it. It's so it explores a different level 
of a lot of characters we haven't seen in a while. Like, where's Sharon Carter? What's she been up to? Did she potentially she evil Sharon Carter? Nothing good. <laughs> well, yeah. she's the power broker. That's like, so crazy. Very busy. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting, like this show acknowledge that race exists in the mcu sometimes in these shows yeah. these movies mm-hmm. it's sort of like you know oh that's a black person but we don't talk about it you know but this show just straight, like, straight up was like what's his experience and like how you know you're saying mm-hmm. like what does it mean for a black man to wear the shield they just handed it to him and now when you go back and you watch endgame and he gets handed that shield that moment is so different because he's like thanks but oh man there's a lot to hold on to this there's so many it's one of those moments where i'm like I love it when sci-fi or, or comic books, and this is what the, the good comics books do, is they, they, they talk about real things. What well, he couldn't get a loan, and that's very real for yeah. sometimes black folks can't get a loan. He's mm-hmm. getting stopped on the street because they see him that he's black and what that means, you know, there just was so many, I was like, oh, folks are about to learn about what it means to be black in America. And this show, I will tell you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna confide in you because you're my boys. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I think I was watching at 1 a.m. because you know sometimes I like to get that midnight watching on a Thursday morning. Sure. Night. Sure. The very last episode, and I'm gonna get emotional. You know, talking about this. The very last episode, and they do the credits, and it changes from Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I just started crying. Sure. I didn't realize how much I needed that or just that idea to get to see it. And when we talk about Black Panther, it's powerful, but at the same time, it's sort of like other. He's like, he's, you know, he's Africa. He's from Africa. It's a different country. This is a black American, right? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's so, and, and navigating being a hero, protecting this country that doesn't always love him back. And two, like, what Captain America does really well is sometimes like doesn't always have the you know fight, but gives a powerful speech sometimes and a strong mm-hmm. message. So I thought this was a very powerful, powerful show and, and a game changer too. Yeah, to be Captain America is more than just putting on the outfit and wielding the shield or even being strong or able to fight. It's the yeah. embodiment of an ideal America or slash American. So Captain America, the Steve Rogers version, was what we could be if we aspired to do what we felt was right all the time to stand up for everybody and for sam wilson it's very much the same thing but a reflection of actual america that steve rogers never could be because he was a white dude who was born at the turn of the century (laughs) there's just no way he could understand that even though for him he would be like you know he wouldn't judge anybody any differently but that's not the same as the speech that sam the speech that he gives makes me cry also Just Mm -hmm. that, like, to have that understanding, it's amazing. And he brings something completely different, and it's so great. And you root for him because he deserves it. And he also doesn't have any superhero powers, too. And he still does all these amazing things. He's just a regular guy. Okay, Mark, what does your cold heart say? He just (laughs) No, I I don't. I like when the white people are Captain America. (laughs) No, I. How dare you? (laughs) No, I was actually going to say, as a person who is not a huge comic book reader, but an avid MCU fan, and I think there are a lot of us, it feels like that at our the certain moment that we are in right now, regardless of what's going on in the comic books, and, well, technically, then this person has been it for a while, and the mantle has been carried by so-and-so, nationally, as a culture, our current Captain America is black. Yeah, which is which is like our official America's official Captain America right now. There's always been a Captain America since the 40s that America had. It's like if everybody was like on the front page of the paper, uh, Santa's black. This is Captain America's black. 
And that's what it is, right? And I think that is a huge thing. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms before, but yeah, I think it's I mean, great and kids, huge. Kids growing up, I mean, I, we, me growing up, I had, I think Blade was the only, only one. We just didn't yeah. have it. Like, or there yeah. was, we, they made up one. There was like the Wands, did the, Damon Wands said he was like Blank Man. Blank or Man, yeah. yeah. Meteor Man was another one. They had to like make up their own ones. And they oh, just like, you know, they, 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 they didn't, they didn't exist. I think also too, what this show brings up a point of, uh, we get to see what if Thanos was right when the, the flag mm-hmm. smashers are very interesting in the very beginning. Cause there was no mm-hmm. borders and there was another movie I was watching recently. Oh, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a movie that just came out recently. I don't know. We're we talking about Eternals or something, but perhaps Thanos was right. Cause maybe he was trying to prevent something and it just kind of, it puts things into different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they better do that because otherwise this plan was still genocide. But if he yeah, was doing it's it still genocide, the- <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, but if he was doing it to prevent something that maybe yeah. he knew was going to happen, then then maybe it is a great exploration of the post blip world where everyone's mm-hmm. come back and people are displaced. Like there are real things that happen as a result of that. There are a couple things I want to shout out from the series. One is the appearance. What was technically the second appearance because she's at the end of Black Widow. But is became the first appearance of Madame Hydra. Oh yeah, played by uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Brilliant, Val. So great. Yes, Val. she's great. Yeah. Um, we all love Baron Zemo dancing. Ah, uh, look, here's Zemo. I have a little bit of beef with on this because this turned Zemo, who was a terrifying villain of the MCU, into Joe Pesci from the Lethal Weapon movies. He had a lot going on though, because <laughs> yeah. you know he was still on the. He was still so on his own trauma and now he mm-hmm. went to prison he's kind of now he's back to who he usually is it's just this fun baron guy yeah yeah it's all right hijinks and dances and the pain is still the dancing is great it. yeah <laughs> and then i i'm a huge kurt russell fan huge kurt russell fan mm-hmm. and a huge goldie hawn fan so yeah. it's only natural that i would enjoy their son wyatt's work and who it, has and, a super punchable face playing a super punchable role super punchable role u.s agent yeah. is such oh, a weird man. kind of character and he punch him yeah he's so punchable but he's so good at punchable <laughs> the way that they play him everything yeah. down to how he takes the super soldier serum and also deals with the idea of how difficult it is to take up the mantle of captain america i love the you portrayal white privilege he's like it's <laughs> for me too yeah but he also is not as like even though he is not a good guy He's also mm. not necessarily a bad guy. Sure. So to watch him play in that gray area and create a character that is, you can see he's a victim of his PTSD. No. Yeah. That that's his greatest enemy that haunts him. So that whole show is, is gray area. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one thing that it does really well is, is villain versus like good guy versus bad guy gray area. Well, I, I think they're doing, I think it's something because a lot of people were like, oh, Marvel's villains are all paint by numbers. And I think we're getting to more of a Killmonger area of antagonists. Mm-hmm. I would say like everything, even all the movies so far in phase four, everybody who's the antagonist, I can see where they're coming from. And so I yeah. think the same thing with like the, the MCU series. You mentioned the snap and I know we've already moved on from WandaVision, but I had to go back. The moment when Monica Rambo gets snapped Brilliant. back. It's so, oh my gosh, when she comes back, when she, cause we've only seen it for jokes in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. It was just like, oh, the band came back in the middle of like a basketball game. But yeah. the trauma of coming back and what that moment would be like, it was like, oh, wow, this is wild. Yeah. You know, uh, you we mentioned. We keep going back to WandaVision. That's okay. Well, no, you mentioned villains with more depth. So who, what villain has more depth oh, than Loki? Who nice segue. We last saw escaping using the Tesseract in Endgame. 
when they go back to 2012 New York. And it turns out he is taken into custody by the TVA in the series Loki, which is getting a season two. And not to tip my hand would be my pick at this point for the best Marvel oh, Disney Plus series. Okay. Interesting. Hand tipping. OK. I, All right. I'll tell you why. Please. Do. I think mm-hmm. much like Your the face. other series, great performances. It's great to see yeah. Tom Hiddleston fill out even more dimensions of who Loki is because it's he's much more vulnerable. He's completely vulnerable the entire series because he has almost everything that makes him who he is taken away. Mm-hmm. And also he has to realize he's not the only Loki, which somehow makes him less special. Like there's another Loki who's better at being Loki than him in in uh in oh, why can't I remember her name? Sophie? No. Oh uh Sophie Lady Loki Sylvie. Lady Loki She's Sylvie kind of yes. these things. Yeah. But, but yes. I, honestly they kept being like you're enchanting things. It's also in the comics. Sorry to, in the comics, uh they also she's yeah. also sometimes the enchantress. Yes. They're like, You're enchanting things. I'm like, I see what y'all doing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> basically <laughs> enchantress. <laughs> I love Owen Wilson as Mobius. Owen Wilson oh. is perfectly underplaying that whole thing. But yeah. the highlight of the whole thing for me is Probably getting a sneak peek at Jonathan Majors. Yeah. I mean, can as, I also tell you a horror yes. story? Yeah. Please. What did somebody else also text me as I'm in the gym? They're like, wow, can't believe Jonathan Majors. And I already know that Jonathan Majors is going to be in Kang, but I'm thinking yeah. I'm not going to see until Quantum Manium. Yeah, yeah, of course. I have not watched. It's, and this is, a, it's Wednesday at like 5 p.m., the show comes out on Wednesday. Someone texts me. They're like, yeah, I can't believe like, uh, Jonathan Majors. Wow. Didn't see that coming. I'm like, how dare you? Cause I was never yeah. thinking again, the Easter eggs are like, oh, you know, you could see King, King Towers in, uh, when they're in the place where they all get b- banished to. Uh-huh. There was little Easter eggs, but I was like, there's no way they're going to bring Jonathan Majors into this Disney Plus series. They're not going to bring a major Thanos-like villain, but it does just show the epicness of like these Disney Plus series. They're not messing around. No. Like, they're all connected. They're all important. You cannot miss a beat on one. So someone spoiled that for me that Kang was. I got to get new friends. You need to yeah. just put your phone into a wood chipper <laughs> until <laughs> just get it. Or new just phone. watch anything the second it comes out. Yeah. I try. It's so offensive because I'm so big at not spoiling for you things for other people. And people don't give me that same respect. And like, not even like, I always check in. Here's a PSA. You always mm-hmm. check in with somebody. You say, have you seen X? And you wait for their reply. Then you can start chatting. You don't just come in guns blazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe it was Agatha all along. <laughs> yeah, there's there is a protocol. I agree. The protocol's not being followed. It's not your fault that things are being spoiled for you. I'm just saying you need to cut those people out of your life. Fair. They're yeah, no good for true. you. That's I, true. I, I'll also say in terms of impact on the MCU, mm-hmm. Loki, who seems to like create a lot of he makes the Avengers by his action. Sure, He's always creating Coulson. trouble. So why wouldn't he be the reason why the multiverse gets loose? Yeah. Yes, it's Sylvie. But it's them together. But the, we don't, the multiverse, like, I was, I was texting a friend, cause after this first Spider-Man trailer came out, I have not seen the other ones cause I hear they're just spoiled cities, so I'm just like burying myself into a cave right now. But you can kind of tell that it looks like Doctor Strange's like, ugh, accidentally created the multiverse. It feels like everybody has a hand in like, shenanigans are sure. happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, Falcon or Captain America and Winter Soldier are just fixing a boat. Like, everybody else is just, <laughs> yeah. in chaos, and they're just like, I'm like, these guys are not ready for what's about to come. Everybody else is messing with the multiverse. And yeah. Fixing a boat. It's, it's, the others are the big three. They're not. Yeah. They're not the big three. They're just people. They're just hanging out. I just want to say one more thing about specifically. I just want to echo Jonathan Majors in this because when we first started, I mentioned like different 
categories that we could look them in. I was specifically thinking Elizabeth Olsen in a full series right. versus the tour de force of Jonathan Majors doing maybe the best all-time version of the villain monologue rivaling Moriarty in the Sherlock series, but I think even better than that. And the funny thing is that version of that character yes. is not a villain. Yes, he's just he's, yeah. he's yeah. a good guy. He's and the one who survives. So, he's keeping so Kang at bay. That's what's so creepy about it. You watch this and you're kind of already creeped out by him and you're just yeah. like, it's going to get so much worse. Yeah. And it's so exciting oh. to get John. We're going to see Jonathan Majors is just going to take over everyone's life because yeah. we're going to get to see him doing so many different versions of this character. And it's yeah. just going to be really exciting. It's just going to be really exciting, exciting to see. Yeah. I think that's the most oh. inspired. I And I did not know him from anything else. I had never seen Lovecraft Country. Mm. I'd never Lovecraft seen. Country. No, I need oh, to see it. So God, good. he's so good. Yeah. But he, as soon as he came <laughs> on the Bill, screen, I was Bill like. Street could talk. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just, you watch him and you're like, oh, he's the best actor working right now. And you have to have a moment where, I mean, the moment in that scene where a person who knows everything suddenly knows nothing. And you have to get an actor that can believably convey that. Yeah. And you get this guy and he crushes it. I can't wait to see the 10 different versions of uh, the character that are coming up. That said, I did love this series. I love the 1970s style that uh, the TVA is stuck yeah, in. I think it's all cool. Tara Strong, I think, is great as uh, Miss Minutes. Oh, yeah. Sure. But I think none of these can hold a candle to WandaVision as a feat of television. Well, and the other thing I have to, I do, I wrote a note down. I have mm-hmm. one thing that's kind of boo for me with Loki. And maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe just, I think maybe because now I have something else. So only I have a boo. They kind of, Marvel, Disney, they do a lot of queer baiting. They're just, he's like, yeah, it was with the guy once or what. And so right. us, yeah. we're, we're so salivating for more like queer content and characters that we're just like drooling over this. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get to Eternals and we get full on married gay ass fast. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we can really just go here. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that like anymore. So it's like <laughs> one kind of like looking back at it now. At first I was like, woo. And now I'm like, I need to see him locking lips with <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Give him a boyfriend in season two. He's yeah. already dating oh. himself. Oh, yes. That's, that's right. a weird thing about it, too. Of course, yeah. Loki can only date himself. And, and they, they also created Kang. They also oh, let Kang yeah. loose. Not only did they, oh. did they unleash it, the multi, like really like let it loose, but it, yes, it's but wild to see when you start seeing all those timelines and strands going, you're just like, uh-oh. it's just like, what a mess that end game really. We, it just, yeah. you even, and even at the end of the end game, you're just like, nah, this is not going to go well. Like, you're like, yeah. There's no way they wrapped this up. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they didn't. They didn't. I do love how the way they show branching realities looks exactly the same as what the Ancient One shows Bruce Banner yes. in Endgame. Like, yeah. exactly what it looks like. You take it out, here's a branching reality. That visual of them arriving at the one who remains his library or whatever that the is. castle, yeah. Where it's the just the swirling ring of yeah. time before yeah. the branches start going off. And I thought at the time, I was like, what a cool way to visualize the multiverse for mm-hmm. the beginning of the multiverse. And for good measure, let's get, uh, you know, let's just get Jonathan Majors to explain how a multiverse works to you. <laughs> the show had a lot of great stuff going for it. I don't think it was the masterpiece that WandaVision was. I think it is a solid silver medalist for me. I, Interesting. I, it's, and I think, too, for me, Loki, again, didn't capture the zeitgeist where it was like, again, people like it was everyone was talking about 
WandaVision. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like, it was, it just perforated everything everyone was talking about. I will say this though about Loki and Kang in general is I have a theory. I have a theory Ooh. that this phase four, a lot of the themes are going to be about love. A lot of the antagonists that I've been seeing so far, or we've been seeing so far, the driving force has been like love. And so my theory is, uh, Renslayer, cause in the comics, Renslayer and Kang have like a, they have a thing. Oh. And so. Yes. And so my theory is that's why he made her a variant was to have her as a, as a time variant. Anyways, I think that you've not seen the last of her. You don't just cast Gugu no Magbufa. I can't say her last name and I'm embarrassed for myself, but you don't cast Gugu who is in Beyond <laughs> the Lights. You don't cast her mm-hmm. for nothing. So yeah. that's my, that is my, my theory is that I think, Ke- I think Kang is going to be doing things for love because originally in the comics, Thanos is snapping his fingers for death yeah which mm-hmm. I thought was gonna be hella they kept being like she's the goddess of death and i was like oh he's doing it for her and then he's like nope just need to clean up the ozone layer but <laughs> but hey at least we didn't get gross weird looking nebula from that run yeah we got a cool exciting karen gillen nebula so you're oh, yes this is true mark your favor of wandavision i put in my vote for loki james where are you right now Oh, I mean, honestly, when you said where we're doing this, I'm like, well, this is going to be the easiest decision in the world, mainly because they're all really great and really amazing. But there's yeah. one of them is just it was a game changer. It was like, oh, this is what Disney Plus can do. This is what these series do. It took over the zeitgeist. Performance is tour de force. Mm-hmm. Getting to play these different decades. It's WandaVision, hands down. It changed okay. the game. I have there one question is. for you, but I, I'm happy with that. I love all of these series. <laughs> you can't pick wrong. Yes. Do you think the fact that the pancetta was in full force at that time <laughs> and people were at home? Do you think that that do you think that is a reason why it like some of the other series came out as things were opening up a bit more, maybe people mm-hmm. were going out so they weren't like, I'm stuck at home, when is the next blank coming out? And also it, it benefit it will benefit from being the first because it was the first. And I'm just asking that. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't even want to change the decision, but I just <laughs> as a point of conversation, the conditions were there for it to be appointment television, but I think it deserved to be because of the yeah. way it was a slow roll that nothing else really was. It ended it just was kept peeling layers off of the mm-hmm. onion. I think the Panda replay absolutely I uh, did, yeah. did help into it having its moment, but I think Everything happened for in this timeline, in this variant timeline, like everything happened for a reason. Because again, we think back, Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first. One division was supposed to directly lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was oh, just wow. wild. Like, so we were, to, we were already <laughs> supposed to be in the Multiverse of Madness. That was already supposed to I think be. we already are in the Multiverse of Madness, I and that's why all this is happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just had a flashback of Ken who made me watch cats on a different show sorry calling that out <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> you maybe watch cats and we believe that cats is what caused the uh ponderosa it was one of the last movies mm. to come out and then the ponderosa hit mm. well then there you go people of the world we've been dealing that. we've been dealing with this pantalone for <laughs> almost two full years and after year one and just starving just crawling through a desert bereft of new marvel content we were gifted with a series that is as much an ex a great execution of different styles of sitcoms as it is a tribute to them it is an exploration of grief with great performances that range from comedic to dramatic it gives us the return of darcy 
as a full-on scientist. She's no longer an intern. And Uh, Jimmy Wu, who uh, now knows the card trick he was trying to learn in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Easter eggs. So these great returning characters. We get the rebooted Vision, and he's somewhere. Who knows where he is? Agatha trapped in her own mind. And we finally get to see Wanda Maximoff become the Scarlet Witch in the best Marvel series on Disney+. Plus. WandaVision. Yes. WandaVision. Oh, the mute and the opening yeah. credit sequences. Oh my so- God. Come on. They, yeah. Well, you oh, have like, it's so one good. of the greatest it songwriting all- teams in history. That's true. Just, writing all it, your music. It hit all the nostalgia heartstrings. And I think it, yeah. it just, and I think it just came, uh, I mean, timing of release of things does matter. And I think it just hit at just the right, right time, right time. Yeah. Well, oh, I, by the way, I missed out on what's the best Marvel Disney Plus series. It was WandaVision all along. The kids at home are not surprised. They saw this coming. They were like, yeah, there you oh, go. you're not yeah. nasty. Now it's Ask and Answer. Plot twist. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I tell them that they should come listen to Minority Corner? Because yes, please, please tell them for being here. Tell them about, tell them, remind them about Minority Carter, which they should already be listening to. You're probably but. already listening to. You're like, James Old Hat, I'm already subscribed. Or maybe something happened. Nana got into your phone. You accidentally unsubscribed because she's figuring it out. Uh, but come on over to Minority Corner. Uh, we've been around for si- six years, 329 yes. episodes. Yeah, I had a podcast before Brene Brown, Michelle Obama, before it was, you know, one of their moms and these things. Yeah. Uh, but come on over. We, it'll, we do a deep dive into news, pop culture, history, politics, all kinds of nerdy stuff similar to this, but all through an intersectional lens. And we have a lot of fun. You're going to learn. You're going to laugh. You're going to play. It's a great old time. And it's right here on the Maximum Fun Network. So, you know, we fam. Thank you for coming on the yes. show and joining us today. You, again, you. you are. Always so much fun. We love you. You're a blast to be here, and we can't thank you enough. But like these gentlemen said, this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Talk about your favorite Marvel moments that you've seen on Disney Plus because th- there's no wrong answer. We can love things and celebrate the things that we love. That's what this is about. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba, all of whom we love. Yes, we love them. And we also love our musicians. And thank them, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And we love you. And we thank you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down, not just now, but through the entire pan-seared ahi tuna over ginger rice and giving us a chance to sorry that threw me off for a second that i realized i had to do that and thank you for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about the things that we love and share in them and the catharsis of them and the joy of them and may there be many more things that we get to talk about and uh love on so thank you thank you thank you for hal lublin i'm mark gagliardi and for mark gagliardi i'm hal lublin don't worry everybody we got this we got this MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.